Welcome to the Fancy Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Kirk, and I'm with Greg, and let's get it started. Hello. Oh, man. So, we are back. After, back. after our, our well-deserved sabbaticals, we're back. Yeah, oh, I went all over, all over the world. The, the tri-state area. Yeah, I think I may have went into New York. I know I went into Ohio. So, yeah, I covered them all. Tri-state. Yeah, good. Well, uh, I'm on the East Coast uh, time right now, so that's why we're, we were able to make this happen. Yeah, yeah. What is it, like 12 o'clock there? Yeah, well, whatever time it is at your place, it's the same as where I'm at oh, right I now. I'll tell you what, this is tough staying up this late. Yeah. I definitely like being an hour behind you because uh, I don't have to stay up so late. But all right, hey man, you ready to get into uh, it? So we we've itching. Yeah, we're still we are still like like three months later doing the team previews for the two and one dynasty league. It's our ten team league on sleeper. Uh, you ready to do the team preview of uh, Beam? Yeah, we've today. we've been evaluating him for the last three weeks, so. Um... Every, yeah, what well, we've been every stone uncovered. Yeah, we've been just trying to make sense of what he what he's done with his team, and and we still can't do it. So we figured might as well just publish a show and move on to the next. Exactly. One. All right. So hey, so that's all we're gonna do today is just preview B Mitch's team, uh, his draft. He hasn't made any moves, so it's not gonna be real tough to. Uh, it's not like it's his uh, his ranking is much different than uh, when he actually drafted. Although uh, we're starting to get in the upper, uh, or actually we're in the top half of the of the the rankings now. So these teams are a little bit better, yeah. um, not quite to our tier of team, but they are better than than the first half of, that we've already covered. So um, I'll just quickly go through his draft and, and who he has at each position, and then we can we can kind of talk about it from there. Let's go, Sound Shooter. Good? All right. So, uh, coincidentally, so, you know, B. Mitch is also in our Empire League to where he – last year when we started up, he had the first overall draft pick. Well, we randomized the draft this year, and he again had the number one overall draft pick. So, he was picking at the turn – um, the early turn. So he obviously started his draft with Saquon Barkley this year, um, which was pretty good for him. Uh, ended, and then at the two, three turn did Dalvin cook and Keenan Allen four, five turn did Robert Woods and Devonta Freeman. So he, I thought he did pretty well with those picks. I'll go through each position now and then we can break each one down. Right. Um, all right. So at quarterback, uh, he has Cam Newton as a starter. And then he has Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota. That's correct. At running, yeah. At running back, he has Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Devonta Freeman, Tevin Coleman, Chris Carson. Uh, uh, he's got Coleman and, excuse me, uh, Devonta Freeman and Chris Carson in his flex position right now. On the bench, he has Tevin Coleman, Carlos Hyde, Devin Singletary, and Mike Davis of the. Chicago Bears at receiver he has as a starters Keenan Allen Robert Woods and Tyler Lockett and then when you look at his bench he has Golden Tate John Brown 
Marquise Goodwin and uh, Dante Moncrief. And then finally at tight end, he has Evan Ingram as a starter, then Trey Burton, Ian Thomas, and Jordan Reed on the bench. So let's start at the quarterback position. Uh, Cam Newton, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. How do you feel about that? Again, just remember, this is a 10-team league. Uh, okay. Now that I've remembered that, yeah, um, I, I like – I like his quarterback, and I uh, I like the backup, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Marcus Mariota, I, I don't think he'll ever have to play. Right, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think Mariota is just hoping to, he returns to form from a couple of years ago. But, no, I think he's really set there. I think, um, you know, especially I, Cam Newton, I think he got in, the, like, the 10th round. And mm. uh, uh, I am – Steadily climbing on Cam Newton for this year. Well, assuming his assuming his shoulder is normal, if his shoulder is right. normal and he has the ability to throw, then he's he's a he's a top three guy. Yeah, uh, he's he's done that every year. He's played sixteen games. He's been yeah. a top three guy. If he can't throw, then now right. he's one dimensional, and and you want to be Christian McCaffrey owners. Well, well, the thing is, yeah, when when he. If he can't throw, we saw that late last year where he disappeared, and then they finally put him on ice for the rest of the year. So, Mario, but even might if, be the might he, it's it's possible that he uh, he doesn't uh, keep it up. They have Tannehill, and I think Tannehill has looked pretty good in that offense. He may um, he may scare him a little bit because he's more of a thrower. Completely agree. And the only thing I you know I caution with Minnesota is. They want to run the ball more this year than they have uh, than they did last year, and we saw that at the second half of the season after they or last four or five games after they fired their offensive core. Um, the the pace of, of passing attempts for Kirk Cousins was much less. Right. They don't want they don't want him throwing the ball 35, uh, 40 times a game. So, um, but still a pretty good, yeah, pretty good quarterback situation. Uh, for him well, there. and and there and there leads into the next next position of running back. He's got Dalvin Cook, so he's going to be starting the guy that's probably going to get the majority of the action fantasy wise on his team. Uh, yes. So, and looking at running backs, like I said, right now he has obviously Saquon Barkley and Dalvin Cook at the running back position in his flex right now. So we have two flex for this league. He's got Freeman and Carson in there. You know, on the bench, Tevin Coleman, who would be his next guy up. Um, so Tevin Coleman has obviously benefited from some other injuries in the Niners' backfield. It looks like Jarek McKinnon, that oh, man, he just can't shake the injury. So he's already looking like on the IR. Right. He's had some setbacks. So, so Tevin Coleman actually may be a steal for him. But when you look at that, though, Te- I mean – yeah, Saquon Barkley, I think he was the obvious number one. I mean, I think I may have looked at Zeke at that position, but Barkley is, is you yeah, know, the majority of people have taken him number one. But other than that, when you look at Dalvin Cook, Devonta Freeman, and Chris Carson as your next three runners, all of those guys, fair or unfair, have the injury-prone label to them. So it's great that he's very deep at that position, but right. that could thin out very quickly. 
Yeah, the, uh, the the good thing now is is uh, Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman could could essentially be started together without affecting each other this year. Um, but here's 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 the problem. Okay, I think Dalvin Cook will be fine. I don't think his uh, injury is gonna gonna have the same thing or same effect this year. But let's assume that he's uh, he's healthy. Chris Carson, it's possible that he could lose his starting job. It's possible. Richard Kennedy looks looks to be looks to be what they wanted. So if Chris Carson doesn't perform or outperform Penny, he could lose his starting job. Devonta Freeman is the one injury wise that I would be worried about the most, uh, just because of his age. And then, and I mean, clearly Tevin Coleman. um, It just seems to be whoever is able to play, they're going to put out there. So. He, he could be a beneficiary or he could be, you know, just an afterthought. But those are the guys. The rest of his running backs are not people I would want on my team right? Uh, and uh, without injury. And I think looking in the – yeah, I think looking in the future, Singletary, not this year, but maybe next year, could have that yeah. Buffalo job. But – so, I mean, it, the, the thing with me is obviously Saquon is a workhorse. He's going to get mm-hmm. well over 300 touches. He made a really uh, good draft pick in picking the best player at the number one position. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. In a, in a can't fail position, he, <laughs> he didn't fail. Yeah. With Cook, Freeman, you know, Coleman, like they're, they're not workhorses. Chris Carson is a workhorse from a rushing attempt perspective, but, but he doesn't get the passing. They're supposed to throw yeah. the ball to him twice as many times this year. That's the expectation. I, I, I don't believe that will happen. No. Um, I know Pete Carroll loves Chris Carson, but Chris Carson, um, you know, uh, uh, Arian Foster or some of those other tall running, but he's a straight-up runner. He's a very violent runner, and he can't stay healthy for the life of him. So I actually agree with you that Rashad Penny may be the guy I want more in that backfield. But the other Freeman and Coleman, you know, they're looking at usage more like a they, – they need to be efficient like an Alvin Kamara. Right. Because um, they're not going to get the 300 touches like a Barkley does. Although Cook and Freeman, they have less competition than, than they've ever had behind them so that that bodes well for them as well hey let's anything uh, else on the running back uh let's say let's take a break right now um little little uh reception issue let's uh take a break and then we'll pick this back up cool We are experiencing technical difficulties. We will be back in a few moments. Talk receivers and tight ends for B Mitch. I don't think people realize how hard I have to work at making this work. I I understand. To get, to get to get two bars of reception, I have to be in a very precarious position. So let's. <laughs> you're gonna have to rem- stay. You're gonna have to stay in that split for at least 15 more minutes. Exactly. So <laughs> so this will this will this is well worth it. I hope you 
Hope you appreciate this, fans. Yeah. Hope, hope you appreciate this, Miguel. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> so let's get on to receivers. Uh, like I said, his starters are Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, and Tyler Lockett. His bench is very thin. He has Marquise Goodwin, Dante Moncrief, John Brown, Golden Tate. Um, Who? Who yeah. does he have? Well, there, there's some big names there, but yeah. this is in 2014. Right. So, uh, yeah, Moncrief, I, I, I obviously like because uh, I think he's going to be the number two guy there in Pittsburgh. But other than that, he's very thin there. And we were kind of looking at his draft board and, and him going after Dalvin Cook in the second round immediately after having Saquon Barkley, I, I just questioned that a little bit because, you know, Dalvin Cook is his second running back. Devonta Freeman is his third. I think the, I don't think there's a big gap there. But what I, I think he could have done is get Saquon Barkley with the number one pick and then go Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, and Robert Woods. I think that receiver duo matched up with Saquon Barkley and Devonta Freeman. I think that's dynamite, and I think that securely puts him at the number two, you know, ranking in our league. But um, he decided to go with five running backs in the first nine rounds, and I think his receiving depth is, has taken a hit because of that. So uh, anything else to add on, on the receiving depth? Um. Yeah. It. It. It does think the the one. The actually, I like John Brown. I like him in Buffalo. Um. Doesn't he have sickle cell or some some nonsense to where yeah. when he was in Arizona, he always seemed to have a problem. Um, yeah. But but you know that sickle cell leads to a lot of soft tissue injuries, which has plagued him throughout his career. I I don't like him there because I don't think. Uh, Josh Allen, as much as I like Josh Allen as a fantasy quarterback, he's not very accurate. And so I don't see anybody out of that Buffalo offense being a good PPR guy, uh, including John Brown. Well, here, here's, here's our little friendly bet. I bet you a nickel that John Brown has a better fantasy season than Dante Moncrief. I'll take that bet. Okay. I will absolutely take that bet. Um, I think John Brown is not even the best John Brown on his team. I think Robert <laughs> Foster is actually better at, at what people expect out of John Brown on that team. I think Foster's, a, you know, they, they have some established rapport there with Josh Allen. And, and so I don't expect John Brown to be relevant at all this year. So I w- I'll take that bet with you. I'm, I'm actually writing that down right now. One nickel. One American nickel. Yeah. Yeah, good. Okay. Well, hey, uh, anything else on receivers? Uh, no. What, what's there to say? Yeah. All right. Moving on to tight end, I think this is another position of strength uh, for him. He has Evan Ingram, who I think is a solid starter. Could be the number one target on that uh, explosive <laughs> Giants <laughs> offense. Um, whether it's Eli Manning or Daniel Jones. Right the the two best mouth breathers in the league um but he uh, on his bench he actually has Jordan Reed and Trey Burton who I think are 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 great you know they're very viable options to to plug in and play when you need them and I think you know if you have another team that's struggling with some with their starting tight end that that's some that's some uh trade ammunition right there for for those two so Especially if Jordan Reed can stay healthy, he's a he's a great option there. So yeah, with with uh, uh, 
Eli being so awful down the field, and, and it's not so much he's awful, he is awful, mm-hmm. but he, he doesn't have a whole lot of hope once he releases the ball of who's going to catch it because of the, the injuries. Um, you would think Evan Ingram would be an average um, uh, projection of 12 to like 14 points being a heavily targeted guy. You, you're going to, you're going to, you got to expect Eli to be dumping the ball off to Barkley like he did last year and, and utilizing the tight end. Um, even, even if it's five, seven yards, I just think it's only going to be good for fantasy for the giants, for those couple positions, everybody else is going to suck. So I would think Evan Ingram is a much better looking tight end than the projected points say. So please don't go by that. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. Uh, you know, nobody's going to fill the, uh, the Odell Beckham role. I think if anybody, you know, outside of, Barkley, obviously, if anybody were to be hyper targeted like Beckham was, I think it would be more likely to be Engram right. than it would Golden Tate or Sterling Shepard. So, and you you got to figure you got to figure seven catches, fifty yards should be a uh, a, a weekly thing. And, right, but uh, but he also has the ability to he's a downfield threat. Too. Right, but with with the way the way they stink, you know, keeping everything in front is what teams are probably most likely going to do i mean you're they're yeah. not going to beat you over the top they don't well, have Beckham anymore but so. i think if that's the case golden tate you know at times may be more reliable than evan ingram because golden tate is the underneath guy where evan ingram is the field well, could be a field stretcher and yeah not to not to not to keep hammering uh new york giants but golden tate being on the field i think like you probably are alluding to will help evan ingram uh, be a, a better fantasy option. Right. And that won't happen for the first four games. Right. So thanks a lot, Golden Tate. Yeah. Quit doing drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so his four game suspension was upheld, by the way, which a lot of people thought he would win his appeal, but it, it's not, it's not happening. So, uh, so real quickly, so that, that's our recap of, of B Mitch's team. But to get into the man, the owner, B. Mitch, uh, yeah. So I think when we look at his roster, Kirk, I think you and I are kind of in agreement that he's he is definitely fielded one of the best rosters in the league on paper, on paper, or computer it, screen, whatever you want. on the computer screen. But when we look at the man, when we look at the mind behind it that is where the real weakness lies um he's already stated he he's scared to trade with our team uh specifically me from from two years ago when i and i'm using air quotes with my fingers when i trade raped him uh he he really prided himself on being a knowledgeable football guy uh, i think he played some division two ball but but, you know, when he's coming into this league, he's in positions that he's never been in before. He's outmatched. He's outwitted. Um, he's intimidated. Right. So he kind of goes in his closet. You see in this league, he hasn't made any transactions, not even what waiver wire pickups uh, yet. So he's his inaction will be, I think, is, is why his rating is so low in this league. And and just like you saw in the empire league to where he had a good draft and a good team up 
up front, he's really, you know, that team is kind of tanked because of his inability to manage it. So yeah, it, it, that I think that's the bigger story. Here. It, it's it, it's if this is a snapshot of his of his life, he is now. I'm not saying I play the stock market. I don't have a whole lot of uh, money to play yeah. with. But the fantasy football is kind of like playing the stock market, and each player has the you know the bell curve of 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 value, and every one of them dips a little bit. Now now clearly Saquon Barkley may be the exception. You may have one or two on your team, but every one of those guys on his roster could be used and used wisely as a uh, as a trade. I mean. We've identified some. Chris Carson, Devonta Freeman, right there. Those two players, you have an option of moving them for a good wide receiver to strengthen your team, um, or maybe even getting two, getting a starting running back and a wide receiver. Because right now, they're starters. Chris Carson could be yeah. gone, uh, could be moved to the back. He could be, you know, lessen his load. Right now, he looks as good as he can. Play. Right. So his stock is for high. Chris Carson, he could get Kalen Balage and a starting receiver. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, Kalen Balage, a guy who with Kenyon Drake's injury could be up and coming. Yeah. Uh, and he's, domi- he's dominating the action that he's getting, you know, for his opportunities. He's doing very, very well. Right. So, like on our team, he could get, you know, maybe Kalen Balage and. Uh, I mean, obviously, we wouldn't. I don't think we would do that deal because we're too smart for it. But right. But trying to give him ideas. Um, yeah. So I, I think. Yeah, we, we'll see what we'll see what he does. But he's uh, to use the Mike Tomlin quote. Uh, we don't we don't play in our fears. I think Brandon, we don't live in our fears. We don't live in our fears. I think Brandon lives in his fears a lot. Right. You know, there, there is something to be said about not doing anything. Because right. sometimes, you know, letting it ride out. And in the stock market, it works. You let it ride out and, you know, it, the cream rises to the top. But in, if, you're, if you're inactive, you might as well not play. Right. Um, right. Yeah, and and just and when we when we look at when we look at our team uh, uh, again, I hate to to reflect back. Our bench was was built on possibility, and mm-hmm. and and we have Upside. we have several players that are an injury away from being the guy. Right. Right. So they have upside. Right. Which which in turn means value. Right. And and what what he has with Mike Davis, let's just say is inevitable failure. And well, yeah, he, very low ceiling yeah. guys, Marquise Goodwin, inevitable failure. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, he, he's, he, he's gone after some names, right? Right. You know, Carlos Hyde, you know, there's one guy that could, could benefit from um, an injury. And 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 be a big guy, but yeah, it's it. I guess there's two schools of thoughts: do nothing and hope it works out, yeah, um, or actually make moves to force yourself to work out. Yeah, so so B. Mitch is the kind of guy he's going to close his eyes and hope everything works out, and he's going to 
he he would rather finish fourth in the league than than look silly in a trade with us. I mean, that's his measure of success. Yeah. So, which is fine. I mean, okay, we got it. He doesn't want to look silly. So, right. We'll just let him do his thing, and and he'll he'll be annoying and 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 trying to trade with, but that's his deal. Yeah. Um. So I think that's really. I think everybody has a pretty good understanding of the man or the lack of of man that B Mitch is. Um, he's quick. He's quick to to join in on the uh, messages. Um. Yeah, but he doesn't really. Add, he doesn't add much. He's not. He's not witty. He's just, he's just, he'll, he'll, he'll poke when somebody else starts it. So yeah, I would expect a little bit more out of him as a, like I said, a seasoned fantasy football guy. Yeah. There needs to be, there needs to be a marriage or at least an av- you know, a, a compromise. If he could, if, if he could absorb a little bit of Adams, um, mm-hmm. shoot first, shoot second, shoot third, yeah. and then maybe he'll spell check later. Um, yeah, mentality. yeah, ready, ready, fire, aim. Yeah. We call that. Yeah, if he could take a little bit of that, and and if Adam could just, I don't know, holster his gun for a second longer, yeah. then you know you might get a, a more quality, you know, message, you know, chat room. Right. But yeah, yeah. So, Brandon, he's just, I mean, it's just not in his nature. Like I said, I not to attack, you know, him personally, but he's just, I, I just don't know that he's as manly as anyone else in the league. And that even includes uh Nickelback fan, which I mean, uh, n- enough said. Yeah. His special purpose is his. Is, yeah. Is, his special. Yes. Yeah. We're, he, he just recently found stuff. out what his special purpose is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, Hey, anything else, uh, anything else you want to talk about before we wind the show up? No. No, uh, are you are you ecstatic that preseason football has started? Oh, it, it's it, it yes, abs- absolutely. Um, being be, being a Browns fan, this this could be the you know want to talk about an ebb and flow. This could be the very pinnacle of our season. Were we talking about ebb and flow? Well, stocks ebb and flow. They they go up and oh, down. Okay, they, I guess we were. Yeah, five so, minutes. Okay. So when, uh, so when, when you know you're a Browns fan and the preseason, basically you've almost won the Super Bowl in everybody's eyes, or it, you're a failure if you don't. That that's where I think it's a peak. I would sell at this point. I know, I know my team. I know they're going to be uh, possibly a playoff team, possibly, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't see them advancing. Uh, beyond one game, so you, you've you've already stated, and, and we'll get to our prediction shows, um, you know, hopefully soon here. But you stated that you'd be happy with a a playoff appearance. I think correct. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So ju- just to put this in perspective for the Browns hype, though, I was in Vegas a couple weeks ago, and I put, you know, I guess for me, what I would consider big money on the Steelers winning the Super Bowl as a Steelers fan. And I would have done it no matter what, but the Steelers were at twenty-eight to one, which is by far the mo- the the best odds I've ever seen for for them. And and I actually feel really good about the Steelers' year uh, season this year. Right, twenty-eight to one. So the Browns 
were at ten to one. I know. That's bad. So, That's a bad bet. It's a it's a bad. It's bet. It, it that is Vegas capitalizing on the hype. Yeah. Is, there's no world right now where the the Browns have a three are, are three times more likely to win the Super Bowl, but there are three times more more likely a person is going to bet on the Browns than the Steelers. I uh, mean, they, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I, that is, that is an, that is an awful bet to take because mm-hmm. you know, you, it's, it, I, I know, I know they're a different team. I know they have different coaches, but you know, still there, there, there's a lot that goes into playing football other than just assembling players. Well, it's not Madden simulation. It's, it's, you got to play together. Things got to go right. Um, they did everything right in the off season. If you look at it, uh, and you could say, wow, what a roster, but last year, Pittsburgh had what a roster Yeah. and, and, and they had, they struggled to field everybody on that roster that was supposed to take them to the Super Bowl. I agree. Well, Hey, can't wait for our, uh, our preview show of uh, all the, you know, we'll do all the playoff teams and, and our Super Bowl predictions and everything, but. Anything else you have for for this episode? Nope. Be Mitch. Trade. Yeah. Don't be a bee bitch. Right. Whoa. All right. That's all for the fancy boys. We're signing off. And we're fading out.